1: Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Stiles. I'm Tara Stiles. Welcome to the show. Yay. All right. Today's... Let's get right to this. The not most recent, but two podcasts ago about schedule. That was one that I didn't really think that would be so exciting for everyone. (laughs) But we received so many positive messages about that episode and really even more exciting than, yay, this episode was great. The the feedback, the conversations about getting organized and how challenging that can be and how exciting and useful that can be when we actually do it. So creating a schedule with ease if you missed it a couple episodes back. So I thought I'd continue a little bit of that and share with you all some tips and tricks and a little bit of hacks, I suppose that's a cool word, of how I uh, get things going with the fall from my mental state point of view. And something that's really helped me over the years, not just getting organized and being someone from the Midwest and my family and then leaving and going to New York and kind of figuring out what people are doing and, and how other people are being productive and, and those kinds of kind of normal things, which I see so often being shared and told to us like, organize yourself and <laughs> do your wellness practice, do your yoga practice and meal prep and all of those kinds of things which are wonderful. And I use so many of those sort of everyday in the consciousness practices, but really, and I wanted to get into it in this episode, the superpowers of getting into thriving with the seasons, thriving with the change of the weather, the change of our moods, the change of our chapters of our lives. Is really so much wisdom from the healing arts, specifically Ayurveda and Shiatsu and Tai Chi, and also yoga. But yoga, when you ah, do your sun salutation in the morning to the actual sun, (laughs) when you do your yoga at night to wind down and have some better sleep, not just using your yoga practice to. Rile it up or calm it down all the time, really staying and living in that flow of the day, living in that flow of the seasons, and looking to nature, looking to our own nature to support and thrive in our well being. So, first things first with Ayurveda, my girl Avanti has you covered. I'll put her website and socials in the show notes here. She became a good friend of mine. We became friends in the last few years online and then we met in person. Yay! She's in Chicago, which is not too far from where we are right now. And she is a super, super cool. I would kind of describe her as the make your own rules Ayurveda in a way. (laughs) Hopefully that's okay with her she is the best. She grew up learning Ayurveda. She's a South Asian woman. She went to medical school. So checked off those boxes and had a nice, beautiful journey back to how she's sharing and working with people now. in Ayurveda went through her own kind of, this is too much of force, push and struggle and wanting more balance in her life and how she shares practice of Ayurveda and the healing and the medicinal stuff of Ayurveda, the doctory things about it. So Avanti, you're amazing. Kumar Singh, love you, love you so much. So she's the real deal. Go to her for your resources, your ins and outs, all of these things. I've taken a dive into Ayurveda myself over the years, starting with a really kind of strange experience when I was 21 and just got to New York and was really getting into yoga and all things healing. And I found my way into an Ayurveda doctor's office, which back then, there wasn't wellness. There wasn't comforts and plant walls and things around the wellness industry. There there were people that did this kind of a thing in back rooms and back offices, behind a fish store in Chinatown, really there was an amazing um, Shiatsu body worker that I found. I think it was a recommendation from Mike, somebody, but it was a real deal literally behind a fish store in Chinatown, kind of a thing. and this woman, an Ayurvedic doctor, was in midtown and honestly it, it kind of freaked me out, it panicked me. I went in I didn't have any issue with my health that I wanted to remedy. I just kind of wanted to learn more about Ayurveda and learn more about things that I could do better. So my bad for just being an immature (laughs) girl who is easily panicked about all things that don't feel right with me because there was so much to learn. So this woman asked to see my tongue (laughs) and she saw that I was pretty bouncy and energetic and these kinds of things. And she says, oh, you need to calm down. <laughs> that was not her accent at all. That's kind of my universal important person accent. You need to calm down. And basically, whether she said this to me or I just kind of internalized, this was the, the recommendation. She told me to go home and basically eat white rice for a while to calm my vata. and. I should have asked more questions, but I was too young and excited immature to really even know what to ask. So I just didn't really follow that advice because I felt like only having white rice wasn't quite good for my energy levels. I needed vegetables. I needed bread and bagels and broccoli and soups and this is New York City and and I love food. I love spicy food. I love Asian food. I love Thai food. I love all of it. I love falafel. <laughs> so I was not too excited about being put on this prescription of white rice. But now kind of looking back I see the point of the message. I came in, I was 21 <laughs> going on 12. And my energy was bouncing all over the place. And this doctor was trying to heal me with food in a way that would essentially calm my vata, my ah vibe, my excited vibe. And it got me kind of thinking about Ayurveda and these set doshas, vata, pitta, kapha. And okay, maybe you have a little bit of one or a little bit of the other, but we're all kind of all of the doshas all at once at different times in our lives. And it becomes a lot more complex than just take a quiz and figure out what your dosha is. And I thought this was really interesting in this whole world that felt really kind of mysterious, but also useful (laughs) in this way. Not mysterious with no there, there, no through line. We've all kind of seen the crystal ball readers and things like that, whether you're into that stuff or or not, you can kind of just make up things forever and there's no, or at least not as much study, not as much history, not as much practicality besides the kind of feel good practical magic that maybe you go to a crystal ball reader or something like that. I, I tend to stay away from those things. They kind of freak me out. Anything that smells a little scammy or a little manipulative in that way, that's why I lead yoga. I don't like when people get manipulated, especially with something that has the potential to be so healing and so powerful. So that moment with the tongue reader, (laughs) that's a common first practice, like a doctor would feel your pulse and then do your biometrics essentially in Ayurveda. You might have someone feeling your pulse and then also looking at your skin, looking at your tongue, kind of just taking you in as a whole person. How are you? Not just what does the numbers say kind of a thing. How are you in your Quality of your eyes and the quality of your voice. How do you sound? Are you timid? Are you low energy? Are you high energy? Are you somewhere in between? And what something that is prescribable within the basic stuff we have around, like food and movement and rest or exercise, time in nature, that can bring you more into balance. So, that kind of overarching system of Ayurveda really got me excited. <laughs> because essentially, being a kid from the woods in Illinois, I was able to witness the seasons growing up. You know, there's big cornfields outside of our house, the big industrial chemical kind, not super great for well being, but it was pretty obvious when it was planting season, when it was growing season, when it was harvest season, when the winter came, when the dead of winter is there, when the first signs of spring are there, I was able to live through that. My mom had a garden. So when it was tomato season, when it was green pepper season, when it was lettuce season, certain vegetables are ready at certain times. Not everything comes up all at once. So there was a lot to learn. But really getting into that arch of the day and the arch of the seasons was something that was always a part of my life, really. And even if that wasn't a part of your life in that way, I know we all grew up super different. The cool thing is with Ayurveda, you can literally do simple things, whether you live in a city or in a suburb or in the country or whatever, that help put you in more tune, in more rhythm with the natural rhythm of the day and the natural rhythm of the seasons. And this essentially helps you thrive. (laughs) So what really freaked me out about my first Ayurvedic session was I didn't want to squash my vata. I understand myself still, that that kind of exciting, let's do it. Let's do lots of projects. Let's get things done. Let's have lots of ideas. That's a part of me that's powerful and positive, And I don't want that to go away. What I do understand about Ayurveda are the not so useful sides of that where if I'm off the rails in my vata, (laughs) if I'm having five cups of coffee a day instead of two or maybe three, (laughs) that I can start to feel agitated and kind of flighty. And I start something and then I don't finish it, but I start something else and I come back to finish the other thing. And I'm a really determined person, so I get it all done, but I'm doing it kind of all the time and not in as focused way as possible, or as thriving way as possible. So this is super cool about how we can organize our schedules, organize the chapters of our lives, organize our day. And yes, take advantage of these kind of modern cultural ideas of meal prepping and organize your clothes and do your practice and get the kids off to school and and those kinds of top line (laughs) American, Western, normal, today, everywhere, global, I suppose. It's kind of everywhere, society, things. But we can really lean into our own history, our own past. And this is another cool thing about Ayurveda and the healing arts that I learned. There's so much romanticism place on the origin of these healing arts. And there's a real caution there that I've had so many conversations with my friend Avanti about, and I'm so grateful. Because, well, now there's a word for it, cultural appropriation. There never used to be a word for that. I just used to panic when I would see people that looked like me wearing essentially a costume from a place where they're not of origin or kind of acting or speaking in an accent that wasn't fitting within their life. (laughs) So this is called cultural appropriation. And again, it it also removed me from being interested in these things because I thought, well, Ayurveda is so cool. Shiatsu is so cool. Yoga is so cool. But what's up with the teachers and the culture of People pretending sort of like emperor's new clothes, like they're from somewhere else. And I think we're all sort of in the middle of learning that lesson, but maybe you're like me and we're put off by the pretentiousness and the snobbery and the downright copying (laughs) of Western people learning this stuff and sort of stealing the mannerisms and the eye movements and the way of dressing of cultures that aren't theirs. And yes, now we have this whole word for this, cultural appropriation. (laughs) But there's another amazing conversation about that. If you're appropriating or if you're costuming yourself it actually brings you, even if you're doing it with the best of intentions, right? And I, Most people, I don't know, I can't speak for anybody else myself, but you know, I think a lot of people are just trying to get closer to the Ayurveda, trying to get closer to the yoga, trying to get closer to the healing art. So yes, wear the costume, all of these things. It's not me, but that's not how I feel. But what I know that's so cool to help you stay away from that is dressing yourself up like the culture of the thing that you're interested in, unless you're in a play or something like that, actually brings you further away from your own healing, actually brings you further away from your own thriving This is super cool as well. There's another amazing gal, Javanka. She has a really great book. I'll link it in the show notes also about this. She is a practitioner of lots of healing arts. She has an interesting cultural background as well. And she says all of the same things. And she takes it such a step further by encouraging people to go back in your own history and see what the heck your grandmother was doing, your great-grandmother was doing see what practices are in your own ancestry that feel like Ayurveda, that feel like living with the seasons and see how you can apply those in your life now and maybe update them in a more healing way, in a more aware kind of a way. And that can be pretty cool. (laughs) So just like yoga, yoga is this wonderful system, but you're the one doing it in your life. Ayurveda is this wonderful system, but you're the one doing it in your life. So if you love to cook Indian food, cook Asian food, cook spicy food, yes, go do it. If all of those kind of spices and cuisines intimidate you, or you just don't like the certain flavors of things, there's no need to make something that you're not excited about eating in this way. And I asked Avanti this question too. And I said, you know, well, I I like that. I love spicy food. But I said, you know, do you have to make Indian food in order to do Ayurveda? That's the the one question that might ruffle some feathers. And she said, no. (laughs) I said, yes, this is so uh, relieving, I'm sure, to so many people. So look back to your great-great-grandmother. What kinds of foods did she make when she was growing up? What kinds of remedies did she have to heal little scrapes and boo-boos? How did she live with the seasons? What kinds of craft projects did she do? My grandmothers are both big sewers and knitters. And that's such a healing Ayurvedic practice as well, really they would never tell you that it's Ayurveda because neither of them have studied Ayurveda or know much about it, but they're doing it because they're kind of still living back in time with the seasons. And I've picked that up from them as well. I haven't made any quilts yet, but I've made quite a few hats and love knitting. And I do that when the seasons change a little bit toward winter. And that's kind of an awesome practice too, to have this a little bit of a project you can do that's purely creative and fun. I like to give these hats away and it makes me feel good. And that's awesome. So a little bit of schedule with Ayurveda tips and tricks. <laughs> Cleaning is a big deal. So I have a podcast with Dana Claudette, another amazing resource in the healing arts. Feng Shui Dana. You may know her as. You can scroll back and listen to that. She gives us so many tips on organizing our homes to support our goals and dreams. So cleaning is a great one to get yourself going, to start thinking about things, to clear up the space, help yourself feel better. And... I'm a sweeper. I'll sweep when I'm feeling frustrated. (laughs) And I'll do a big clean every once in a while. But whenever I do, I feel better. So that kind of a thing is nice. Cooking more when the seasons start to change. Cooking with the seasons. Really getting into making lots of spicy noodle dishes and inventing them with whatever we have around Lots of broccoli and spinach and noodles and ginger and garlic. Yes. Red pepper flakes. Yes. All right, I'm getting hungry now. (laughs) I could eat this kind of a thing for breakfast. So that's nice. And of course, getting in your practice every day. I'm in my yoga outfit right now because (laughs) I have to have it on. And then I do my yoga and then I feel better. I do this in the morning, early, before taking Daisy to school, and then I've done it. When I come home, I can do other projects I'm working on, whether it's making a video for the Strala app or emails and working on more collaborations with other people, doing fun projects and things like that. Things get busy, busy this time of year for for most of us. So it's really necessary that we do these little simple things to help us feel more grounded, feel more supported. So when we're busy, ah, we don't fly off the rails. It's also Vata season. How cool is that? Each season has um, a dosha that aligns with it. Yay. <laughs> There's so many things to learn about the healing arts. If this is helpful for you, maybe this is helpful. This has been helpful for me. And our shiatsu teacher, Sam Berlin also recommends this way of learning. Do one thing, learn one thing, and then do it for a year. (laughs) So yeah, read the book, do the things, do all of those things. But with a shiatsu point, he'll say, you know, yeah, connect with your kidney reset button. I call everything, you know, a nickname. So it resonates with me. But this point on your foot right below the ball of your foot, if you kind of lean in with your thumb, lean in with your whole self, ah, it feels better for most people. It happens to be the kidney point, which can start to feel really confusing and like anatomy class and high school and all of this stuff. But really your kidney is like your battery. And if you feel low energy, it can help to revive you. If you feel frazzled, it can help to bring you back to a more balanced point. That's what's so cool about the the healing arts and really any, not any, but more holistic approaches. If you take an aspirin, hopefully it'll cure your headache and that's cool. So cause and effect. If you lean on yourself in a certain way, whether you're feeling imbalanced in one direction or the other direction, that kind of good lean tends to bring you back into balance. So it's not so... Highs and lows. It's balance is the goal, which is pretty cool. So it's not to say that the healing arts are a fix for everything, but it's pretty cool that we live in a time that we can explore the healing arts, really bring Ayurveda into our lives, and also have the other things as well. When you need to go to the doctor, when you need to take medicine, when You can go to the grocery store and get all of these different things all at once, frozen vegetables or organic produce from your local place, whatever it is. It's easier in a way to be healthy now, to be well now. If we do these things, so we avoid all of the traps of distraction and can actually use our energy for good. So. Just a little rant, really, about the healing arts and how these practices can support your transition into fall. So Ayurveda, cooking more at home, cleaning, changing little things in your house with the season that make you feel more comfortable. I mean, it sounds really silly and Philistine-esque, but pumpkin season, if you love all the pumpkin stuff, that's really an Ayurvedic practice, bringing in something to your home that's in season. Getting a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> maybe it's more Ayurvedic to make it at home though. So you could make that at home. Ooh, maybe we'll do a recipe for that on the Instagram. That sounds really good. Pumpkin spice latte <laughs> or a pumpkin smoothie. Maybe we could just say no to the caffeine a little bit in the season as well. So cutting back on the things that spike and crash you and saying yes to the things that warm and nourish you. So warm soups, yummy teas, long walks, grounding yoga, doing that practice every day, things that help you feel connected to the ground. Good stuff. All right, so let me know how it goes. Let's do one breath together to connect to the ground, connect to your self and your day here. And let me know how it goes. Roll around a bit here gently. Finding an easy, calm place. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Let yourself hang here for a bit. And if there's a way that you want to feel today, feel free to see if any word pops up for you. Maybe calm, maybe focused, nourished. Be something else, inspired, productive. Let that word make its way through you here. No word comes to mind, doesn't matter. Breathe with yourself, be with yourself. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Awesome. So let me know all of your choices and your actions and your plans, all of these things. It's really helpful to share if you're in the mood for that. You can leave me a voicemail on terrestiles.com. Thanks for all your voicemails. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for rating and liking the podcast and writing a review. All of these things are really helpful so more people can feel better as well. I'm really grateful that you're here, if you're not practicing with us already, this is your personal invitation to join up with the Strala Yoga app. We've got thousands of classes, gentle yoga, vigorous yoga, tai chi, everything in between. So go ahead and enjoy your seven day free trial. And if there's anything holding you back, feel free to reach out to us, info at stralayoga.com. We're happy to help. So big hugs, have a wonderful day, and see you soon.
0: Hold up.